0: Hello, goblins and ghouls. So today we're going to be talking about the classic horror punk band, The Misfits. Their original run was from 1977 to 1983. And of course, one of the most famous members of The Misfits from that lineup was Glenn Danzig, who became sort of a, uh, you know, a crooner for the uh, hard rock slash metal genres Uh, he's been compared to Elvis Presley in terms of a singing style and you know he's got some good songs but um, obviously the misfits were there before um, he had such success as a uh, solo artist during their original run punk became well known for what was considered onstage violence And punk rockers were drawn comparisons to young ruffians or bandits, maybe a bit like the Hell's Angels or whatever. They were considered gangs, misfits. And obviously that's part of where the misfits might have got their name, because there was already sort of a rebellious, I guess, shtick uh, associated with punk rock. Although, obviously, some of it was genuine. It wasn't all an act, but, you know, it it was and it wasn't sincere at various times. And horror punk bands like The Misfits definitely capitalized on those fears. And another uh, horror punk band that, you know, wasn't quite as early as The Misfits, but... Uh, that that also uh, had, you know, plenty of these uh, rebellious sentiments was TSOL. And uh, they're another band that has sort of a, you know, a a lot of diverse opinions about them. Um, But anyway, going back to the Misfits, the 1983 album Earth AD slash Wolf's Blood contains hits like Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? And die, die, my darling. And that was, you know, intended to shock the concerned parents of the time. And definitely some of their lyrics were shocking, you know, sort of like T.S.O.L.'s lyrics. And uh, in terms of horror punk, I don't want to leave out bands like The Damned. They, they might actually be really one of the first horror punk bands, if not the first one um but they came out right at around the same time that the Misfits did from my understanding so it is tempting to concentrate on Danzig when you're talking about this band but you know it's uh there are plenty of interesting dynamics and stories to examine if nothing else you can go to the wikipedia page and find out some interesting facts like Uh, There was a guy named Manny Martinez who would not become the band's permanent drummer, but he was let go after being the drummer during their foundational days. It's maybe comparable, at least uh, for punk rockers, to what happened to Pete Best with the Beatles. You know, I'm not really that hip to Beatles lore, but I I do understand that he was... (laughs) He was kind of let go from the Beatles, and obviously they were one of the biggest bands of all time. Well, still are. But, you know, you have to wonder how Manny Martinez thinks about not being associated with that Misfits logo that's all over on people's, you know, skateboards and on plenty of leather jackets and whatnot. Um, Unfortunately, that dude's mostly just a footnote. And I don't know if that would sit too well with me, you know, if I kind of missed out on being in a pretty well-known band. I mean, that Misfits logo is everywhere, right? You know, uh, even people who are not fan of the band, they've seen that freaking logo somewhere. Probably, there're probably people in Afghanistan who have seen the Misfits logo. (laughs) It's that, it's that common a sight in pop culture. Um, Somewhere, you've seen it even making a passing glance. Um, but anyway, around 1984, the original Misfits broke up and Danzig pursued a new project, which is called Samhain. But I know, I know the proper pronunciation is supposed to be Sawin or something like that. You spell it S-A-M-H-A-I-N, and most people will say it that way, obviously. But... If you're, if you're a language nerd, and if you followed horror movies, and I guess if you're into the uh, religious aspects of it, you know it's pronounced differently than that. But after a string of singles and independent albums, the Misfits at- achieved some mainstream success with considerable help from their logo, which I mentioned before. Um, but it's it's like anything, uh, even in punk, marketing matters. You know, whether it's the Misfits with that cool skull, or, you know, even the Dead Kennedys logo, that's like an iconic thing. You've got uh, Black Flags logo. You know, this shit stands out to people. And uh, the 1985 compilation album, Legacy of Brutality, uh, f- featured previously unreleased songs. Though apparently some parts were re-recorded to avoid paying royalties, so that's a, that's another um, kind of zany angle here. That you know these these bands that are you know from this punk rock background have a lot of these uh, very ca- very cautious and cash conscious decisions being made. So. Uh, yeah, that that's that's kind of funny to me. Like they re- we recorded a bunch of the parts to avoid royalties. You know, I, I can imagine some of those musicians feeling skunked by that decision a little bit, right? But anyway, that includes some of their most famous songs like Hybrid Moments, Some Kind of Hate, and Where Eagles Dare. And if I remember correctly, Where Eagles Dare was actually featured in some kind of commercial. Which is funny because I think the chorus to that song has the words goddamn son of a bitch in it, if I remember correctly. I think that's that song. See, I'm not not really that immersed in the Misfits' music or or knowledgeable about their legacy. But I'm pretty sure, you know, having your song in a commercial uh, when you're a punk band, it's kind of frowned upon. Um, But anyway, in the 1990s, the Misfits actually returned after that uh, hiatus with a sort of horror pop metal thrash sound. And with the singer Michael Graves becoming part of the band. And he was sort of a poster boy, like the lead singer. Actually, you know, maybe like a pretty boy kind of singer, I guess. I won't talk too much about him. Uh, other than to note that he is actually a right-wing doofus and apparently even a member of the Proud Boys, so make of that what you will. But, you know, I can be relatively apolitical enough to say that there actually are a few decent songs that Michael Graves is associated with. I mean, what can you say? Uh, he's, he became an extremist at some point. But, um, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. So looking at the Misfits as a whole, it's not like they had no success during their 1990s re-emergence. In perspective, they actually did pretty well for a band that sort of had a comeback. A lot of bands try that and they fail. So the band's success did not entirely hinge on Glenn Danzig who left to pursue a solo career that was also successful. So obviously these were some talented people. They knew a thing or two about marketing. They knew how to write catchy songs. And they kind of knew how to create sort of a mythology that they would play into. And of course, an image. Although some surely prefer the band under Glenn Danzig. I think most people never thought he would reunite with the group after all that time, aside from maybe briefly. But here's an interesting bit of news. Apparently, they are still in action with Glenn Danzig and the original members. The original lineup of the Misfits has continued in its reunification for a world tour. And I think they're even touring right now, as far as I know. So, of the Non-Danzig Misfits album, album and tr- albums and tracks, perhaps their best-known track is "Dig Up Her Bones" from the American Psycho album, which was res- which was released in 1997. The band toured Europe and North America in support of the album, and they appeared as characters in World Championship Wrestling. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I- I'm not the hugest wrestling fan. But, you know, I guess I would tune in if I could see the Misfits um, associated with wrestling just because it might be a an ultra corny thing to witness. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I ever saw clips of that, but it's, it's just a fun little fact. And uh, the Misfits did record a live EP called Evil Live. It's like a one of those words that's spelled, you know, forward and backwards, and they both say the same thing. I forgot what the hell that that is called, and I'm embarrassed that I forgot what that phenomenon is called. <laughs> but anyway, um, in 1996, the Misfits also released a coffin box set containing nearly all of the band's Danzig-era material recorded from 1977 to 1983. So... If you're a fan of the Danzig era stuff and don't really want anything to do with any other time frame of the band, then that would be a relatively safe bet. Of course, if you're a hardcore fan of the band, you'll have everything that they've done. Um, But I'm just saying, if you want to, you know, have the special Danzig era stuff, well, that's an easy way to get at least most of it. But anyway, I think I've said enough about this, Um, especially for someone who doesn't really listen to the Misfits that much. But I think that at some point I might get more into the band. You know, um, it's just one of those things I haven't really gotten around to that much. I've definitely heard some of their songs and uh, they are catchy and they're fun. But, you know, they're not really even Glenn Danzig at his best, if I'm being honest. There's sort of a sense of novelty about those songs. And uh, I think it's more for fun than anything else. But anyway, uh, I've said enough, and have a good day.